Amen. Let's give that to the Lord right now. Come on, I know this is first steps, but can we give him some praise tonight? Hallelujah. Father, we worship you tonight. You are God and God alone. There's nobody like you and nobody higher than you, God. You are great and greatly to be praised. And we give you praise tonight in Jesus' name. We welcome you here with our praise, oh God. We, you inhabit the praises of your people, so we praise you so that you'll come down and visit us, Lord. We worship you and we thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah in Jesus' name. It's good to be with you all tonight and be able to talk about the word tonight. We're going to be turning to Ephesians 2, verse 10. It is Ephesians 2 and verse 10. And as you are getting ready, this is going to be very laid back tonight. Um, we are going to also be taking notes on the app like we did last week. If you did not take notes on the app last week, please be sure to download the Bethlehem Church app right now. The Wi-Fi is open for everyone you can go to your settings and find that for free. There's no password. Just click Beth Church, and you can download the Bethlehem Church app if you need to do so. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. Before we get there, last week we talked about the history and vision of Bethlehem Church. We also began to talk about how each one of us has a God-given purpose. Everybody say purpose. We have a God-given purpose. Today we want to look at one of Paul's writings to the church at Ephesus that describes our purpose and why God designed us. Ephesians 2, verse 10. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Ephesians 2 and 10 in the NLT. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Let's lift our hands and let's pray over this. Thank you, Lord, for everything you've done. Thank you for the word. I pray, God, that you would have your way and speak to us, God. Help us to have hearts to receive and minds to understand, God. Help us to realize who we are in you tonight and that we have purpose tonight. In Jesus' name we pray it. Everyone said amen. amen. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. We are God's masterpiece. And we are created to do good works. He has, it, he has had it planned for us since before we were created. He didn't create you and then just decide to give you a plan or give you a purpose. He actually had a plan and a purpose before you or for you before he ever created you. That means you have divine purpose. You have purpose. I believe that is in your notes. You need to write that down. You have purpose. Everyone say purpose. So that brings me to my next point. Everyone has divine enablement. Enablement means giving someone the authority or means to do something or the action of making something possible. When we speak of your divine enablement, what we are talking about is that God has given each of us the authority and ability to do something for him. Our job as your church is to help you discover your divine enablement and help you fulfill your purpose. Everyone has a purpose. 
Everyone has a gift. That is in your notes. Write it down. Everyone has a purpose. Everyone has a gift. Everyone has a purpose and everyone has a gift. Your purpose is what God created you for. This is also in your notes. Be sure to write it down. Your purpose is what God created you for. Your gift, everyone say gift. It's what you need to write down. Your gift is what God gave you to accomplish that purpose. I'll repeat one more time. Your purpose is what God created you for. Your gift is what God gave you to accomplish that purpose. When you discover your purpose and gifting, it brings new meaning to your life. And soon, not only is your life changed, but even the lives of others begin to be impacted. We desire for you to find your gift and purpose. You were born for it. You were born for it. God has placed you into the church not only to save you and let you go to heaven, but to help you fulfill your purpose and impact the lives of others. Somebody say amen. You weren't just designed to just be saved and make it to heaven. You're designed to change this world. You're designed to make a difference. You have a purpose. So the goal of today's class is to help you begin to discover how your God-given design, everyone say design, it's to help you discover how your God-given design helps reveal your destiny and purpose. Everyone say destiny. Those are the two that you got to fill out in your paper, design and destiny. The goal of today's class is to help you begin to discover how your God-given design helps you fulfill and reveal your destiny and purpose. Your destiny, or, or let me say it this way, your design is how God created you. It's in your notes. Your design is how God created you. Your destiny is what your life would look like if God were allowed to have his perfect will in it. Does anybody want to have God's perfect will in your life? That's your destiny. That's what God has planned for you. I'll take just a small venture off of these notes. I heard a, I heard a message by Brother Johnson one time. It was, it was entitled, Your Divine Book of Destiny. Your Divine Book of Destiny. He, he described that God had written a book about everybody. God had written, written your personal book. It's in heaven. And your book describes what your life ought to be like. Your book describes all the things God would love to do in your life. Your book has everything written out from the time you were born to the time you'll die of how God would have his way in your life. But it's up to you to allow God to do that. Don't, don't wait until God has to, or, or don't make God have to pull out a page of your paper and give it to somebody else because you wouldn't fulfill your destiny. You hear me? Don't make God have to pull out that page because you were not willing to do what God called you to do or willing to discover what God had for you. God has written a, a book of destiny for you, and it's your job to make sure that that book happens. You want God to have his way in your life. Amen. So you were created on purpose with a purpose. You were created on purpose with a purpose. 
Psalms 139, 13 through 14 says, For thou hast possessed my reins. Thou hast covered me in my, my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. Psalms 139, 13 through 14 in the NET says it this way. Certainly you made my mind and heart. You wove me together in my mother's womb. I will give you thanks because your deeds are awesome and amazing. You knew me thoroughly. God made you. He made your mind. He made your heart. He masterfully wove you together in your mother's womb. You are not an accident. You're not here on this earth by accident. You're not a mistake. You're not happenstance. You were woven together by the Almighty God. God wove together your being. He got his needle out and threaded you into something beautiful. He, he, he wrote that beautiful book of how your life ought to be. He made you. God made you. Not some factory, not some man. God Almighty made you. And he didn't make a mistake. And he didn't have an accident. God made you on purpose with a purpose. Here's what David said about that. Your deeds are awesome and amazing. Your deeds are awesome and amazing. Then he said this. You knew me thoroughly. In other words, he knew every fault and failure you could potentially have. He knew every mistake you would make. He knew every problem you would have. He knew everything you would do against him. Yet he said, I love you too much to live without you. I've got great purpose for you. And I'm willing to help you get over your mistakes and get over your problems and get over your failures if you're willing to submit to me and fulfill your purpose. I I'm willing to create you because there's potential in you. I know you've messed up. I know you've made a mistake. I know you've fallen time after time. But I did not make you on accident. You are not a mistake. I made you on purpose with a purpose. Does anybody want to fulfill that purpose tonight? So everyone has a purpose in the kingdom of God. Everyone has a ministry. Say that with me. Everyone has a ministry. The problem often is when you are new to a church, and even sometimes when you've been in church for a long time, it is hard to know where to serve or how to get involved. Anybody ever experienced that? Especially if you don't know what your purpose and gifts are. That's why it becomes so hard to find. That's what today's session is all about. Discovering how God designed you for your purpose. The Bible teaches us that it is the church's leadership or the fivefold ministry's responsibility to equip you to serve in the kingdom of God and to build up the church. We are to equip you to serve in the kingdom of God. We are to equip you for the ministry of the body of Christ. And that's what we're here to do today. Today you are going to begin to discover the uniqueness and the characteristics that make you who you are. So you will be better equipped to serve in the kingdom of God. We don't want you to go your whole life without ever finding your place in the kingdom. We desire to help you find your purpose. The truth is often you are not when you are not serving where God designed you to serve, it's very uncomfortable. 
When someone has a job they are not good at and don't enjoy, it's absolute drudgery. Did I have a witness tonight? But when you find your place in the kingdom, when you find your purpose, when you find your calling, when you find your destiny, there is peace and there is joy and there is fulfillment. That's what we want tonight. And I'll, I'll quote Pastor V in this. This is what he said last week. This is what we say. It's at the bottom of your notes uh, for, for this lesson. Where your talents and your passions come together, you find joy, fulfillment, and productivity. That's the two circles that he, that he drew the other night where the two circles met. One was talents and one was your passions. And when they met together, that's where you would find joy, fulfillment, and productivity. I'll repeat it one more time. Where your talents and your passions come together, you find joy, fulfillment, and productivity. In first steps, there are two assessments that you will do. One this week and one next week. Today, you are going to do a personality assessment. The personality assessment will help you understand how God designed you and why you are how you are from a personality perspective. Your personality was given to you to fit into certain roles that need to be done. As you complete today's assessment and even next week's assessment, I want you to think about these three things, and I'm coming to a close. Sister Elizabeth can be making her way up to help you fill out your form. These three things I want you to think about as you're filling this out. First, your unique gifts and passions. Your unique gifts and passions. The best thing for you is to serve in an area that you are gifted at and passionate about. If you are passionate about something, you have eyes for it. You see it when no one else does. When you walk into a room, you see that room according to your gift and passions. Do you know what I'm talking about? Let's give you some, some illustrations. If you are an administrative type person, you will see how that row of chairs needs to be straightened and how things could operate more efficiently. Do I have any administrative people in here tonight? It bothers you, doesn't it? I'm one of those. I'm one of you. I feel your pain. I can't stand it when things are out of order. Pastor V is one of those people. If you, if you are a compassionate, merciful person, you're going to see that one person that's sitting by themselves. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Take a quick break. Brother Craig has another form. Brother, Brother Bobby has another form. If you did not get a form, please, please raise your hand and they'll give it to you. Please raise your hand. They're coming with the forms. If you are a leader... You are going to say, I can do this job or run this operation better. Do I have any leaders tonight that know you walk into a room and you can, you, I, I'm constantly doing this. When I go into a restaurant, when I go into a business, I, you can ask Elizabeth, I'm telling, they don't know how to run their business. They don't know how to do this. They need to do this, this, and that, and it would make it so much better. That's a leadership mentality. If you think like that, you're a leader. And so you see the room according to your passions and your talents. You see things because of your passion, because you have eyes for it. So think about your true gifts and passions as you fill out these assessments. The second thing I want you to think about as you go through these assessments, I want you to think about your life experiences. We believe that you have learned some things during your lifetime that you could contribute to the body of Christ. 
You've, you've experienced some things. You've gone through some jobs. You've, you've had some education. You've, you've, you've gone through trials and situations, uh, different things. Some of you are good, at, good with technology, and you need to join our production team. Or maybe you're good with graphics. You need to join our creative team. Some of you have worked with kids before, and you absolutely love kids. You may need to be involved in the children's ministry. Some of you are administrative, and you can figure out a plan to manage people better and keep them engaged and connected to our church. There's all kinds of different things you may have done in this life and, and done as a job or, or learned about that you can use to benefit the kingdom of God. We want you to use your life experiences to help advance the kingdom of God and grow the church. Every one of you has something that God can use. Every one of you has something that God can use. And finally, the last thing, the third thing I want you to think about, it's actually a way that I don't want you to think. Too many people think they are not qualified. Too many people think they're not qualified. You disqualify yourself because you think that you have too much past and you've done too much for God to use. That is a lie from the pits of hell. I want you to hear me right now. I'm coming to a close. God can even use the bad parts of your life. Did you hear that? I didn't, I didn't fumble my words that time. I know I usually fumble my words a lot. I didn't fumble my words. God can even use the bad parts of your life. You may look at yourself today and say, well, you can show me what my gifts and talents are, but I've got baggage, I've got problems, I've got issues, I've got sin after sin, and even the sins that people don't know about, I've got those hidden somewhere. You, you know I've got too many problems. I can't do what you're talking about. You may have even worked through some of those things and overcame them and yet the devil continues to, to beat you down about it and you still think you're disqualified. Trust me, listen to me. The person who has found freedom from drug addiction, God can use. The person that has been freed from pornography, God can use. Are you hearing me? The person that's been freed from cigarettes, God can use. The person that's, that's gone through depression and anxiety and fear and, and, and worthlessness and suicidal thoughts, God can use you. If I'm not mistaken, and I know I'm not, the Bible talks about that God, what, what the devil meant for evil, God meant for good. It may not have been God's will for you to go through that. It may not have been God's will for you to suffer those things. But God will turn what the enemy meant for evil and turn it into something good. So what you thought disqualified you, God can use to qualify you. Yes, he can. What you thought disqualified you, God can use to qualify you. You have a place in the kingdom of God. And you have a place here at Bethlehem Church. You belong here. Everyone here has a ministry. And everyone here is a minister. I want you to say, I am a minister. Everyone here is a minister. So let it be, as Sister Elizabeth makes her way up, let it be your ultimate goal to find your place in the kingdom of God and fulfill your purpose. You have been designed to make a difference in the lives of others. You have been designed to fulfill 
your destiny. You have everything you need to fulfill your destiny. So I want you to enjoy this journey of discovering your unique design and finding your destiny. Let's pray one more time as Sister Elizabeth comes to help us with our, our forms. Thank you, Lord, for speaking to us. Thank you, God, for challenging us. Thank you, God, for, for awakening, and awakening us and, and getting us up out of our grave, getting us up out of our pity, getting us up out of our sin, God. Thank you, Lord, for showing us that there is potential in us. Thank you, God, for showing us that there is, there is a destiny, a calling for us that we have not, we have not done too much to, to not be able to do what you've called us to do. I thank you, Lord God, and I pray in the name of Jesus that you would give us revelation and understanding of who we are tonight, and we thank you for Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Make Sister Elizabeth welcome. So we're going to start on the assessment part of this. So what you can do on your phone, if you have your phone or if you have paper, um, if you have paper, just flip your page. And if you're on your phone, you're gonna open the personality assessment tab on the app. So where you are right now, you wanna hit the back arrow at the top left corner of your phone. And then you will see a tab that says the personality assessment. You wanna click on that. And I'll give y'all just a second to do that. Okay, what you should see, the top should say the personality assessment, examining four personality types. That's what you're going to see at the very top. So we're going to take a personality assessment that's going to help you have a greater understanding of how God designed you, which will, which will help you understand your purpose. Um, you see where it says examining four personality types. We're going to look at those four personality types and their unique characteristics as we complete this, um, this assessment. You see D-I-S-C. D stands for dominant. I stands for ins inspiring or influential. S stands for supportive or steady. C stands for cautious or compliant. Now, according to studies, 3% of the population are dominant. 11% are inspiring or influential. 69% are supportive or steady, and 17% are cautious or compliant. Psalms 139.14 says, I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. As Brother Austin just told you, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are unique. So we're going to find out some things about you. This is kind of the fun part. Like Pastor V mentioned last week, this is the fun part. This is the part that people like most, probably because I teach it, but you know, whatever. That was a joke. Okay, so <laughs> four elements that contribute to the development of your personality. And you can follow with me on your notes, whether you're on your phone or you have paper. Four things that contribute to the development of your personality. Family history, the way you were raised, training, the things you've been taught, mentors, the people who taught you, and your life experiences or the life that you've lived. Therefore, this is 2 Corinthians uh, 5.17, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. 
Today, you'll discover that not only were you created a certain way, but you can become an even better you. Now, if you're brand new to the church and, and you don't really know much about anything really, this is gonna help you learn about yourself and learn about how God created you and really all of us. If you've never done this before, it's good that you're doing it now because you probably will learn something about yourself today that you didn't know before. And if you do, if you've already done this, do it again because you can be a better you. I can be a better me every day and so can you. So we're gonna do it again. You see uh, on your phone or on your paper, if you scroll down a little ways, you see a big D-I-S-C chart. The D's and the I's, I'm gonna kind of explain this chart. The D's and the I's are naturally more extroverted or outgoing, while the C's and the S's are naturally more introverted or shy. The D's and the C's are both more task-driven and the I's and the S's are more people-driven. Now I can explain that a little bit. I always use this example. Austin says I'm throwing them under the bus, but I'm not. So D's and C's are more task-driven. That's more like my husband. When he's got a task to do, the world does not exist. <laughs> he has a task to do and his mind is on that. If you ever see him darting through the foyer, it's probably because he has a task and he doesn't, there are no other people on the planet. When he has a task, that task has to get done before he can move on. Now, if you're more people-oriented like me, you have a task, but you're probably gonna talk on your way to do your task. You're more people-oriented. So that's the difference between task-oriented, people-oriented. Uh, keep all this in mind because later on, you're gonna, um, you're gonna take this information and apply it to yourself. So we're almost ready to take the assessment. We've gone over the chart. Hopefully you kind of understand a little bit about this chart. Um, on the following pages, or if you're on your phone, uh, you'll uncover the truth about the way God made you, whether you're shy or outgoing or loud or quiet. It's all a part of God's plan to use you to make a difference. And God doesn't make mistakes. As Austin said earlier, he doesn't make mistakes. As we go through the questions that follow, answer quickly and go with your first response. We had a guy one time that took this assessment and it literally took him all day long. He started in first steps, took it to my house actually, he came over to our house uh, between services and took that quiz all day long. So don't think too hard, <laughs> go with your first response. Go with your first, um, whatever pops in your head, you just go with it. There's no right or wrong answer, why? Because God created you, the, or the way that God created you. It unlocks the door to what God wants to do through you. So if you're on your phone, uh, you just scroll down, it's very, very easy. You answer the questions, like I said, very quickly. And when you are, they're, they're sectioned. So you see that the first, um, first set of questions has to do with a dominant personality type. So you go through all those questions, answer them with your first reaction, and then when you're done answering those questions, go back and add up your total. So number one says, I'm assertive, demanding, and decisive. 
if that's you, which that's, I'm gonna, Austin would probably say I'm a five on that one. Um, maybe like a four-ish five, what do y'all say? Okay, five, they say five. Six, that's not true. Okay, so, <laughs> so let's say I'm a five on assertive, demanding, and decisive. And then, so that's five right there. The next one, maybe I answer a two. So that's seven. You're gonna go through each section and add up your total for that section. And then you see there is a space for you to put your total. I'm gonna let y'all go ahead and get started on that. Make sure that um, you don't push submit at the bottom until you've added up your totals. And remember which ones are your highest numbers. I'm gonna give y'all a minute to work on this. And if you have questions, you can raise your hand and ask. Also make sure to put your, um, your email and your name at the top of this. It wouldn't help us very much if you didn't put your name and email. So the question, probably some of you will have the same question. I'm glad she asked. One of the questions says, I typically do not take big risks. So if you don't take big risks ever, then you would be a five. If you do take big risks all the time, then you're a one. If y'all have any more questions, please ask. That was a good one. Does anybody else need more papers? Or did anybody not get papers that needs papers? Can raise your hand. Looks like we're good. Okay. Remember as you're doing this, add up your totals and remember which one is your highest number or your highest two are really the ones you wanna look at. And if you add up your totals and you get a 25 on one and a 25 on another and a 24 on another. Remember all of those because you can look at all the different options. Just remember your highest numbers. And to explain myself even further, your highest, you're looking at your highest numbers for each section. So in the, 
in the, uh, what was the first one? In the dominant section, thank you. In the dominant section, if you have a really high number, you wanna remember that one. For each section, remember which ones are your highest. When you're finished, you can press submit, or if you're using paper, obviously you can just be done. When you're finished and you hit submit, you go out of that tab. So you hit that back arrow button at the top left of your screen and you go to discovering your personality. I'll repeat that again in a minute. I can tell that a lot of you are still taking it. Okay, as you're finishing up, we're gonna go ahead and move on. And if you need to finish up, try to take a mental note of where we're going next. And you can always come ask me afterwards if you miss something, we can always um, catch up. Okay, so like I said, when you're finished, hit the top left corner of your screen, that back arrow and go to the tab that says discovering your personality. Again, you'll see the big DISC chart at the top. This is where you take your information that you just got from your quiz and you find out your personality type or you find out about your personality type. So if you had a super high number on D, 
then you're going to read what D says. You see on your screen or on your paper, if you are on paper, uh, what page are you at? You will be on pages three and four of your handout. So you want to take your highest two. And sometimes people do tie with their uh, personality type. So you might have the same number on two of them. That's fine. Just read both options. So if you got a really super high number on D, read what D says. And then that will be your first one. Your highest number is your first. So let's say D is my highest. That's my first letter. Let's say I was my second highest. That will be my second letter. So you see when you scroll through here, you have D, I, S, C, and then it starts going into combinations. So you have D, I, I, D. It has all the different combinations that you could have. So if your highest number was on S, then that's your first letter. And then if your highest number was on, or your second highest number was on D, that will be your second letter. And you can read these descriptions. You're probably going to find that it is really describing you to a T and it's kind of freaky. <laughs> it's, you're gonna read and be like, oh my goodness, these people know me. We didn't even write it, so. Calculate your totals, find out which are your two highest letters. If you tied on some, just read both of the options. It won't hurt. And then as you keep scrolling down on this, on this app, you will run into some big blue letters that say opportunities for personal growth. These are very good to read because as it says, it's opportunity to grow yourself it's these are things that you can work on it, it takes the personality type that you have and tells you this is probably something that you could work on with that personality type it's very helpful definitely uh, recommend reading through there And that, um, that opportunities for personal growth, if you have paper, it's gonna be on page five. Are the majority of us ready to keep going? Still, are y'all still doing the quiz? Are we? Yeah, if you have two that score exactly the same, you can just look at all, both of those options. They will probably both describe you very well. Okay, if y'all are finished with that, you can keep scrolling down or flip your page. It will be on page seven. There is a section that says putting it all together. This is what we need you to fill out and submit to us so that we have all the information we need. And maybe you're thinking, I've been here 
40 years. You know everything about me. We don't really. So we want you to fill this out. We want to make sure that you are fulfilling your God-given purpose. We really want to help you do this. So I want you to fill this out, um, putting it all together. That's what we're looking at right now. So you see it says first name, last name. And then it says, what is my personality type? You're, that information is coming from the quiz you just took, the D-I-S-C. So what is my personality type? Your highest two letters. If you were mostly, if your highest letter was an S, then S is first and then slash whatever your second highest letter was. What is my leadership style? It gives you options below. You're either people or task oriented, like I explained earlier. Also that chart, the DISC chart explains also which one you would be. And then it says, what are three areas I'm most experienced in or most passionate about? So work would be something you're experienced in, your education, your hobbies, um, or if you don't have a job yet or you don't really have a whole lot of experience, what are you passionate about? That would be your um, answer to that question. And then the very last question, based on the answers, which, with what type of team, ministry, or small group could I connect? If you don't really know an answer to that, you don't have to fill that one out. That's kind of where we come in. We wanna help you find that. Um, so which type of team, which ministry, or which we call life group could I connect? Does anybody have questions? Or are y'all still like taking the quiz and you want me to go over it all again? Are y'all just thinking, lady, let me go home? None of it, all of it? <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, it probably submitted. Okay. Okay. Austin, could you hear that question? When he submitted his, um, his... If you, I just had this question, if you got a D or a C, you are more task oriented. If you got an I or an S, you're more people oriented. Or if you got DI, you can be somewhat task oriented and somewhat people oriented. And make sure after you're done filling all that out, you hit submit at the bottom. Definitely don't want to forget that. Any more questions?
Okay. It says, so what three areas am I experienced in or most passionate about? Um, and really, that's just a question for you. That what are you experienced in? What do you know? What have you been taught? What's your job? What do you go to school for? What are you experienced in? Um, and what are you most passionate about? So if you don't have a job, if you don't know any of those, what are you passionate about? Maybe you're not doing something that you really care about. Like we, one time we had a lady that was really passionate about um, like jail ministry. And she hadn't done it before, but she really wanted to help out in the jail ministry. You may not have any experience in that at all, but you may really want to be involved in that. Make sure you write that down or type it down. Any more questions? Okay, so if, um, if everybody's done with that, hit that arrow again, go back to the tabs, the top left arrow will take you back to all the tabs and you'll see one that says the dream team. You wanna read through all those teams. Um, that can also help you with that very last question where it says, where can I connect? You can read through all, the dream team is anything that anybody does in the church because it all makes the dream happen. We cannot function without every single part of this church operating. So the dream team is all of us. It's what we all do. And you can read through each one of those teams. Read through there. If you're not connected to something you wanna be connected to, write that down. We wanna make sure that you are fulfilling everything that you are called to do. The dream team is the very first tab at the top. Any more questions? Okay. If there's no more questions, make sure that you join us for step three next week because we're gonna do another one of these assessments that's really gonna help you out. That is the spiritual, um, can't think of the word. But it's a spiritual assessment, your spiritual gifts assessment. That's what it is. So you definitely do not want to miss that one. Come back next week for that. Um, and I guess now it's your turn. <laughs> he said I can dismiss, so we're going <laughs> to. Not really. Y'all don't want that. Amen. Let's thank Brother Austin's sister Elizabeth for their hard work. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the privilege of serving in your kingdom. God, I thank you because according to your word, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. You created us for a purpose. Help us to discover that purpose and help us to fulfill that purpose so we can be a church of destiny. God, I pray you keep your hand on your people as we go home and as we come back on the Sunday to worship you, God. I pray that you bless your people in Jesus' name. Amen.